Welcome back, South Coast sports fans, to the South Coast Varsity Podcast Playoff Preview Edition. Playoffs? So, <laughs> alongside Standard Time Sports Editor Lori Lose, I'm Digital Sports Editor Brennan Curie, and today we're getting ready for the playoffs. It's yeah. Monday, and uh, they start on Tuesday. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm, I'm, I can't wait. I'm ready to go. Got that playoff fever going. That whole we- The whole weekend, you know, you get the pairings come out on Friday for, for basketball, hockey Saturday, and then you have this whole time that you got to wait and just get... Just digest right, it, yeah, right? Just, yeah. Right, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And who's going to play who? And how, you know. Waking up in the middle of night going like, oh, I, I hope the old Rogers are backwards healthy. Yeah, and I hope I get into Stang before the tickets sell oh, out and the door, they shut the doors. Yeah, hopefully, you know. if you want to go to the Stang game, hopefully you have your tickets already. I'm sure yes, that one yeah. uh, they were pushing that one uh, that you uh, get tickets early. So basically, we're just gonna for this podcast here, we're gonna go through each game and uh, talk a little bit about uh, the team, and we'll give uh, some quick little predictions here too, uh, Lori and myself. So, um, so starting off, uh, the first game that we'll kick off. Uh, the so we'll start with boys basketball. Start with the boys basketball playoffs. Will be Norwell. At Old Rochester, that's at 6 o'clock on Tuesday. Yep. And uh, so Old Rochester, uh, very good season, 17-3. and three. Yep, number five in Division Three South. And uh, so they get they get the home game, and uh, they've been playing uh, particularly well since Jason Gamash came back. Not they, I think they went six and one without him, so they weren't doing too bad no, without no. him. But <laughs> no, and it, it sounds like for for the most part, when he first came back, maybe he wasn't a hundred percent in the last few games right before the playoffs. Uh, you know, he's really starting to look like he's a hundred percent out there and and looking like you know the Jason Gamash it was before you yes. know before before he got the injuries. So uh, uh, it's kind of the last connection to the state championship team there. Yeah, you know it. Uh, it feels like it was so long ago um it is I, ju- I was just doing a story on ryan Beatty, uh, who was a senior on that team he's a junior uh, now at university of new england so wow. to put in perspective uh how long it's been so time flies that's for sure yeah so old rochester they're you know a good solid team uh, a lot of good scoring they got uh, three pretty good scores there in gamash bennett fox yeah. and cole mcintyre yeah yeah definitely and i mean i think that my, maybe not to say the weakness is you know they don't have a ton of size you know, no. I mean, you know, it's a lot, you know, a lot of guards and just... We may say that a couple of times yeah. tonight, today, I feel. That's, uh, it might yeah. be a theme for some of these You know, games. so, I mean, key is rebounding, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, boxing out that, you know, the, the kind of the little things. Cause, yeah, you some know. smaller teams have had some success rebounding against them this year, so, yeah, so that'll be key. They got a couple of younger guys off the bench who have some height, so it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of step up uh, Luke Burke and yeah. uh, Harley, uh, oh, I'm going to mess up, Matson something, the hyphenated <laughs> last name. Um, you know they have they have some height, not not a lot of bulk, but but some height. So uh, maybe one of those guys. But they do have a couple guys who are kind of the workhorses there, and Matt yep. Brajoli, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Jake Osioff, yeah. who are you know they, they they don't have a lot of size. They give up size to everyone down on the post, but they're kind of the the workhorses down there. They got to box out perfectly to get the right rebounds. Yep. So that game is six o'clock uh, on Tuesday at Old Rochester. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna pick Old Rochester. Uh, I'm going to pick Old Rochester as well. All right. I think that one was pretty <laughs> easy. We don't have to think too, too long about that We're not going to go out on a limb there. This next one might be pretty easy, too. So uh, at 6.30, a half hour after that, uh, the game that you may want to show up to uh, an hour too early if you want a good seat. Yes. Uh, Plymouth South at Bishop Stang at 6.30, uh, still in Division Three. Yep. South. Second-seeded uh, Spartans obviously had the one loss, the undefeated season until last Wednesday. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, when they lost a, a heck of a game. Unbelievable. Best game. high school game I saw all year. Definitely, definitely, by far. I mean, it was just, it was back and forth. Really, I, we kept saying this, if both teams had played each other ten times, it might have been five, five, 
five to five or six yeah. to four. It would have been right there. Yeah, yeah right you there. You wouldn't have had one team winning eight times or anything. You know, um, but uh, the number two seed in Division Three South, uh, Bishop Stang, and you know, last year, uh, you know, they ended up losing in the quarterfinals um, to to Norwell, sixty six sixty, and I think that was a little bit of a disappointment. It was. Uh, they went very cold. Yeah. from deep. They, so, they were not hitting any threes in that game. So I think, I mean. Be- between the loss to Aponiquit, you know, the, the run last year getting cut extremely short. I mean, these guys are going to be coming out hungry. I, I, I'm not going to say they're going to be up by 20 at the half, but they're probably going to be up by 20 at the half. It's not a chip on their shoulder. It's a yeah. boulder on yes. their shoulder yes. right now. They, uh, they have a little bit of incentive here. Yeah. Uh, talking to Dame Perry after the loss against Aponiquit, uh, he was pretty fired up to, to make a run here and prove to people that uh, they are the best team in Division Three. Yeah, and uh, I mean, he was huge in that game against Aponiquid. You know, he ended up finishing with 39 points. Ooh, uh, brilliant. I mean, it was unbelievable. In the first half, I think he had, what, 28 of their... 28, thir- yeah, 28 of their 37 first half points and just, uh, you know, really carried the team. Unfortunately, the rest of the team... You know, yeah, the downside of that yeah, was that the rest of the guys didn't really get into a rhythm. No, no, um, and I think that came to really hurt uh, staying towards the end of the game yep. when you know here Malik Morris is you know trying to go and score a basket or or just they've Lopes only taken the, a yeah, couple of shots all, all game. game. Yeah, so I think that really hurt them. So I'll, I mean, I would expect staying to kind of spread the ball a little bit early, get everybody yep. involved, and you know whoever has the hot hand, which maybe it'll be Dame, maybe it'll be Justin, who knows? Um, you know, kind of go to them down the stretch and. Probably be up big. Because that is the thing. They're not, they don't have to be a one man scoring no, team. No. They have they have four guys yeah. who can score in double digits any time out yes. there. And then a couple other guys like Sam Golden who could be there yeah. in certain games. So, um, so yeah, that game is uh, Tuesday at Bishop Stang at 630. I'm going to go out on a limb here pick uh, pick out the Spartans. Ah, me too. I'm going to go on a limb too. <laughs> All right. So, so far, these picks haven't been too exciting. No, so really no. Get a no upsets. No here. upsets yet. All right. Maybe this this next one. Uh, it could be. Except we might be both picking upsets. Uh, the next one I have on my list here, still in Division Three South, uh, number ten Wareham at number seven Case. That one's also six thirty o'clock on six thirty p.m. Yes. On Tuesday, I think that's how you word time, yes, right? P.m. Yes. Not yes, not, not six thirty o'clock. Yeah. All right, so yeah, so the Vikings, uh, you know, they got to a little bit of a slow start this year. Uh, I think that's yeah. a couple of years in a row that they've yeah. got to a little bit of a slow start. I feel start like and ever since you up. came to the paper, they've kind of. I've been a little bit of bad luck to <laughs> the Vikings. Brandon got here, uh, Wareham had won like eighty some odd straight. straight it was it, they SEC were games. one game short of the of their own record, I believe that yes. they'd said a couple of years before of SEC and consecutive then Brandon victories. covered the game, and I covered a game at Case. Uh, it would have been probably two thousand. Uh, 14 i guess probably winter of yeah i think so uh like january and or something 13 13 maybe. yeah it was like the 13 14 winter yeah, so like yeah. december or january whenever in that and uh yeah and they lost and they lost and that was the first time i'd covered a south coast and then i think you game. covered them in the playoffs with me against old rochester and they yep, lost again and they lost uh andy white yeah. had a brilliant game but they yeah. lost there brennan and, is the uh, bad luck yeah, charm so for luckily it's not going to be me covering and you're the not yeah you're not covering game, this game so, so that's that's good news Vikings, to the Wareham fans. Uh, yeah so that, that may change your uh, prediction here i don't know if that does <laughs> but uh you know obviously they got uh one of the best players in the whole area and yes. dom Mello, a sophomore but they have a little more depth you know they got taylor carlson mm-hmm. um the freshman Derek. Gibson has really been coming along in the second half of the season. Uh, and then Jamal Sims, too, is yeah. another really dangerous scorer. He can score at the rim and, and out uh, behind the arc. So, uh, you know. I mean, they kind of, not to say they have the balance, but they have enough different kinds of threats 
you scoring, know, just, just absolutely, scoring. yeah. yeah. Uh, probably the defense is going to be a little bit more of the question. And then, you know, like we said with all Rochester uh, on the boards, uh, yeah. you know, that's going to be Wareham does not have a lot of size. They play Nick Perry, who's very undersized, yes. uh, kind of as their center. Uh, so, um, and Case has a pretty good six four player in Drew Plant, uh, mm-hmm. who has a little bit of a guards play, but obviously uh, will probably be the biggest kid on the court. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, defense, uh, you know, Buddy's preview had it. You know, when they've held opponents to 60 points or less, uh, they, they were 9-0 and this year. Wow. So, you know, if that defense can cl- clamp down a little bit, then, uh, you know, maybe we'll get a victory. Yeah, could be as simple as that. Yeah. Defense. So I, I'm actually – I'll do my pick first, so it's right. not like I'm copying you all the time. I'm going to go with Wareham. They're going to win all this right. game. I'm going to go Wareham, too. Yeah. 10 over the 7. Um, yeah, so that game is 6.30 o'clock. Uh, 6.30 o'clock. I'm just going to keep o'clock. doing that the rest of the time uh, on Tuesday. So, uh, all right, so we'll move up to, uh, to a preliminary round game in uh, Division Two South. Uh, we have Dartmouth at Somerset Berkeley. Uh, a couple teams that kind of backed their way into the playoffs here aren't on the hottest yeah. of streaks. Uh, Dartmouth, they started four. It's been a long season It for has Dartmouth, for the yeah. Indians, yeah. yeah. Uh, but hey, here's a chance to kind of come out, get yep. a, you know, the, it's a new season. It's a new season. Uh, what they're uh, 18 seed, uh, number 18 in Division Two South. Uh, they ended up getting in um, with a six and uh, 14 record uh, via the Sullivan Rule. Um, so it kind of takes away their games against you know higher division teams. Yeah, and, I think they played nine Division One yeah, teams. Yeah, so, they so were I mean, like they, six and five they had a tough schedule. They do. They and do. they they, they played had, a whole big three. And, yeah, and uh, and then they had um, a few injuries, and then they were young. I mean, a lot of these guys guys were, you know, really, really young, kind of getting their first varsity action. So, you know, you make the playoffs, you know, maybe win a game, you know, just or just be a part of the, you know, a first round game and you come back a little hungry for next year and and maybe they can build on this. And you don't have to travel too far. You'll probably have some home fans there. Yeah. So, so so it would be a a building experience, I think, for a lot of sophomores on this team. Yeah. And, and I mean, Somerset, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen Somerset this year, but uh, 99 record. So, you know, they, it's not like they're, you know, you know, a, a top seeded team, you know, mm. they're only the number 11 seed. Um, and, you know, they do play in the, the South Coast Conference, which, you know, some of the teams we've been talking about, or Rochester, Pontiquet, yeah. you know, are in the South Coast Conference. So they've, they face some some pretty good competition this year. So uh, so we'll see how, if their competition's kind of been up at that level that, you know, Dartmouth yep. has, because, uh, you know, with the, some of the conferences, so. It'd be interesting. It's always interesting to look across leagues at how competitive each league is compared to each other. And this one will give us a nice look at, you know, a couple couple of teams in the middle of the pack in their conferences. Yeah, so... Uh, And that game is uh, 6.30 at Somerset Berkeley on Tuesday night. And uh, who are you going to pick? I'm going to go with Somerset. You know, Uh, they're home... You know, Dartmouth has struggled. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Somerset. I, I am as well, but uh, I, I think the Indians can keep this one close and stay in it for sure. Yeah, at least for, I would say at least for the first three quarters. Yep. Yeah. So. All right, so then uh, we'll go a little bit further away from this area, uh, back to Division Three South. Uh, we have uh, Fairhaven Blue Devils, who had to win their last two games to get in the tournament. They are playing at Rockland. Yes. Uh, so Blue Devils are 13 seed. Yep, uh, they're 10 and 10. Seed. Yep, uh, and Rockland is 17 and 4. Um, you know, so they're, they're 
Blue Devils Legit have a, team. Uh, you know, tough work yes. cut out for them here. Uh, you know, they did a great job making the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, great end of the regular season there. Now, what was it? How many? Do you know how many out of how many? So they, they had won? to win. At one point, they had to win three out of five, and then eventually it became they had to win their last two. Okay. Uh, in a row, so they won their last two games, including an overtime win in their final game against Middleborough, when uh, Josh Nabrega scored uh, career high thirty eight points. Yep. So uh, he's really kind of burst onto the scene in the second oh, half of the season. Um, you know, it's kind of a, it, was, it was my first time seeing him actually in that Middleborough game. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a lanky guy. He can score. You know, he can get to the rim uh, a little bit. He can also shoot. Yep. Um, and he was very good at the line. That was his, his best thing was he recognized that when he was going to go to the hoop, they were going to foul, and he was going to get to the line, and that was going to be effective. And the ability to recognize that is a skill in and of itself. So yeah, definitely. that was one thing he did well. So. Um, you know, that said, I, you know, it's going to be a tough go, yes. I think, against uh, a pretty good Rockland team. I mean, but, t- you know, the season that they had had last year, I forget how many wins they actually finished with. It wasn't many no. uh, last season. Missed a tournament two yeah. years in a row. Yeah, and, and, and to be able to make that run, um, I know I talked to um, JJ, one of their assistant coaches, mm-hmm. coaches uh, and he had said, I want to say they won like six out of seven or seven out of eight, and that was before the game you covered. So they made this big push, like mm-hmm. the second half of the season, to even put themselves in that position to, you know, to be, you know, you have to win your last game to get in, kind yeah. of thing. So, um, so they're playing. Hot. I mean, they're playing hot right now. Um, good but, defensive team. They play good team defense. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. The, the question is going to be, can they score enough? Yeah, because they're yeah. averaging. I think the last four games they're averaging about fifty-five points per game, which. In yeah. the tournament. It's, it's going to be tough. I mean, things low. slow down a little bit in the tournament, but that's yeah. still low. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll see how they do. Um, and that game uh, is uh, is Tuesday at Rockland at 6.30 p.m. And uh, I'm going to go with Rockland. I'm going to go with Rockland, too. But uh, uh, I did very much enjoy my Blue Devils experience this season. So... All right, so that, that's it for Tuesday uh, basketball games. Uh, so moving on to Wednesday, we get into Division Four South. Uh, Diamond going to visit uh, Old Colony. Yep. Uh, so Old Colony, uh, great season. Uh, Mayflower champs uh, for second year in a row, I believe it was, right? I think so. And I then the uh, they won the uh, vocational small for the first time in five years. That was that was amazing. Yeah. yeah that was awesome. Yeah, so they're, uh, they're cruising. Cougars are cruising. Up there, and also now they get to host a playoff game against Diamond. Yeah, um, you know Diamond is uh, the 11th seed with a 13 and seven record. Um, the Cougars ended up finishing 14 and six. Uh, you know, overall that was before the uh, the vocational yeah, so 16 tournament. and six with the yeah, vote. yeah, 16 and six with the vocational tournament. And uh, all six years under Matt Trahan, uh, they've they've made the tournament. Um, but you know they last year they went to the semifinals, um, which was a pretty decent run for yeah. them. Uh, I would assume that they would be hoping for semifinals, maybe a finals run further, yeah. this year. Uh, I always want to take one more step, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, it seemed like, uh, you know, they kind of have the complete package there. They have, you know, Jake Jason, the, the scoring machine. Uh, you know, they, they have uh, Susie, who's kind of, you know, that veteran that is maybe not to say the secondary player, but like, mm-hmm. you know, for some reason, Jake Jason is a little off. Susie can step up and score 25 points in a game yep, or something. Has a lot like. of speed. Yeah. Um, you know, they have Hunter Soares, um, Jeff Betchold. Uh, I mean, they just have a lot of different guys that have experience, um, you know, with each other and you know in the playoffs so uh, and a lot of these guys are not seniors too no so yeah this is uh probably a two-year run here they got with this crew yeah so this uh, this it'll be pretty exciting um and you know i know they'll be ecstatic to be hosting uh you know a playoff game especially Absolutely. coming off of that uh vocational tournament uh championship the other night so uh that game is wednesday uh at 
Old Colony at 6.30 p.m. And I'm going to go Cougars. I'm picking Cougars, too. All right. That was an easy one, yeah, right? Yeah. No, I did, yeah. I think uh, Old Colony's got probably a couple of playoff wins in it, I feel. So, all right. This one's one that uh, New Bedford's getting excited for here. We got, we're got we going from Division 4 to Division 1. Yes. New Bedford getting to host a playoff game. Now, I know they got to host a playoff game. Was it three years ago, maybe? But it was like a preliminary round game where you know they were like a 15 hosting an 18. Um, but this year, uh, they're a number seven seed yep. in Division One South, and they are hosting uh, number 10 Brookline uh, at 6.30 on uh, Wednesday. And uh, obviously quite the turnaround for the yeah. Whalers. Four wins to 15 wins. Unbelievable. Um, obviously, the roster looks a lot different than it did uh, last year, and not just to graduation. No, no. Um, a bunch of uh, players kind of came back to, to play for Coach Brian Rudolph. And you just had a story in uh in Yes, in Sunday's paper on Elias Perez, who probably yeah. came the furthest. Yeah. Uh, he uh, moved back from Florida uh, in part to play for Brian and uh, help get him into a, a prep season, but also to play in front of his mom, yep. who hadn't gotten to see him play since eighth grade. So uh, and he's awesome. done a real good job playing the point. They have, they have four. Four excellent guards in New Bedford, but their playoff hopes may not rest on those four no, guys. I think it's the it may come down post. to Colby McCoy and if yeah. he's healthy or not. Yeah, I mean, he, he's missed some games uh, from injury. I know the last few times that uh, Coach Rudolph has called in, you know, he, he hasn't been able to play. He hasn't played. Yeah, uh, he, so uh, he sprained his ankle against Brockton. Brockton, I was about to say. Okay, Brockton. Which was the first game back after he'd missed three or four games from spraining his ankle. And it was early ankle. in that game, too. I yeah, oh, say. 43 seconds in. Yeah. yeah, it was their second possession of the game and uh, just went up and, you know, it was a basketball injury we've all seen a million times, went up for a rebound, came down on someone's foot, turned his ankle. Yeah. Um, same, you know, it was probably already a little weak, mm-hmm. um, you know, from being sprained already. Uh, so this time I think they decided they were going to keep him out, you know, until it was as healthy as could be or playoffs, which came first and here we're at the playoffs. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, he's rested, you yep. know, I mean, so hopefully if the injury, you know, if he's, if he's feeling close to 80, 90%, then uh, you know maybe that won't be the injury won't be an issue and Ellen Hill have maybe a little bit of extra spring in his in his uh, jump absolutely yeah. and yeah they'll need it because uh, New Bedford a little undersized against uh, almost every team yep. it goes up against in that Division One tournament so they'll uh, they'll need him down in the post but I know that they I mean they must be ecstatic to be able to have a home a home playoff game um, you know you know especially when they came up a little short in the big three because yep. um, I know that was pretty disappointing yep. um, to come up short there and. Uh, you know they had you know a couple couple games this year that maybe could have gone a different way and um, you know they they had hoped for uh, maybe I mean this is a great record um, but you know I think they were kind of shooting a little yep. bit higher than this. yeah you know and they've had you know they played Franklin who was yeah. ranked number eight in the state a couple weeks ago and uh, they were down big after three quarters and they came back and made it pretty close and they lost by eleven you know so they're showing that they're maybe a step below that top tier of teams but. When you get into the tournament, it doesn't matter, right? We always say there's a reason they play the games, and you know they don't just play them on uh, NBA Live and count <laughs> it. So, so that game is uh, Wednesday night at New Bedford High at six thirty p.m. And uh, I'm going to pick the Whalers. Yeah, I think New Bedford's getting the home win there. I think the gym helps them out. Uh, six man there. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, All right. Yeah, so that's it for our boys' games on Wednesday. Again, so Old Colony and New Bedford are hosting on Wednesday. Um, so the other team that made it is the Poniquit. They're yes. going to be hosting a game on Thursday. They got the number one seed yep. in Division Three South. Basically, the Wednesday, the championship of the Mitch Kaliga tournament yes. was the battle for the number one seed in Division Three South, it turned out. Yes, and uh, they got the bye. So uh, so they will face the winner of number eight, Dedham, um, versus number nine, Monomoy. 
um, at their place already in the quarterfinals. So basically, yep. they got, you know, not to say a free ride. Two to games the to yeah. make it to the section finals. Yeah. For them. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, that I mean, that was a, that was huge for them to be able to, to come out with that victory over over Stang. You know, which ended up dropping down to the, you know to the second seed there and having you know, to play a first round game. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, was, yeah. So it, uh, it was a valuable victory. Definitely. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think we've kind of talked about it all year. It just seems like uh, Poniquit's kind of that complete team. Yes. You know, they have Clay Munier in the post. You know, he's that, uh, you know, the force that they want. He's great at rebounding, great at putbacks, just, you know, great at defensive positioning. Um, and then they have the, you know, the shooters, you know, and scorers, Andy Johnson and Adam Siebelum. I mean, those guys – 20 points a night each. That's what they average. Pretty much. Exactly what they average. You know, and then, um, you know, Shaham uh, Zahir, I mean, defensively, you know, he's come up huge. He's a linchpin for him on defense. Yeah. Yeah. He's their best one-on-one defender. Yeah. And he just, uh, you know, I mean, he, he doesn't get a lot of the recognition, but you know, he's a veteran out there. You know, he's somebody that, you know, when they want to shut somebody down, they put him on him. You know, I, I know in the, I think in the second half he was covering uh, Dane, Dane Perry. Perry. Yeah. yeah for, went from 28 in the first half to 11 in the second half. Yeah. And two in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, he's definitely, uh, you know, a big part of their team as well, even though he doesn't get a lot of the head, um, you know, the, the headlines there. And uh, I mean, and then Tim, even Tim Johnson, he's yeah. a steady hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Tim Johnson. I, I, he started the game against him. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been starting recently. Yeah. yeah so, um, you know, him and then um, Wyatt Pinto off the bench, you know, is yeah, uh, that was the, that, that's I think the switch, the switch that, they, that they made in the starting lineup yeah uh, yeah maybe two-thirds of the way through the season or so or three quarters yeah yeah so uh i mean those those six players uh you know just really kind of i mean that's it that's the group that's form. the core yeah, right yeah there, that's the yeah. core um so i mean i don't i, I don't see anybody beating aponiquit this early i mean no I, no yeah no, whether it's dead or monomoy no doesn't matter, no yeah. <laughs> so aponiquit lakers all you know all the way for this game and uh you know I'm, I'm pretty sure a few people have already uh, circled that Division Three South final there. Yes, uh, yes. Which, might be a repeat of a couple years ago at New Bedford High, which yeah. was a heck of a game, too. And uh, if, if people aren't realizing what we're talking about, we're talking about number one, Aponiquit, number two, Stang, meeting in that South uh, South final. So yes. Would, we can all dream. <laughs> hopefully it comes to be. And hopefully it's not 7 o'clock at night or 7.30 oh, or 8 o'clock at night. It was last time, yeah. It was, and it was not fun for our so deadline. Late. Yeah, no, we, uh, that was, not, that was the, yeah. the only downside AMI of that game. afternoon games. Yes. We love them. All right, so that's the boys' tournament. Uh, eight out of our ten teams qualified, and uh, they'll all be playing between Tuesday and Thursday of this week. Yeah, so we're going to be busy. Yeah, so now on to the, the girls' side. Uh, so the girls, uh, there are actually no games on Tuesday nope. uh, for any of our area girls' teams. Uh, so we start off on Wednesday, and uh, I guess we'll start kind of where we start on the boys' side. Uh, division, It is Division Two South on the girls' side, but Pembroke is at Old Rochester at 6.30 on uh, Wednesday. And... Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously Old Rochester girls, uh, heck of a season. They were the uh, SEC champs. Yep, yeah, they beat uh, Bourne. Thanks to a, a coin, a, little, a quarter, helped yeah. them out a little bit. Yeah, coin toss. Well, they had to go out and play Bourne, and the they did have to go out and play Bourne. And you know, they had to, you know, obviously split with a Pontiac yes. to even get into the tie. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm, you know, you've seen them a couple times. They I've got seen them about dangerous three or four players times. all over the court. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it all starts uh, with uh, Mary Butler, um, their sophomore forward slash center. I mean, she really gets everything going. Um, with with her defensive pressure, her you know defensive rebounding, her offensive rebounding, and uh, and she's really good at finding you know open players like a freshman Cassidy Yeomans who yes. can that girl can knock down the three. Mm-hmm. I mean, a few of the games I saw her in, 
she didn't have great shooting nights, um, but even when she's not shooting well, she's still putting up 14, 16, yeah, 18 points. And she's points. quick, and she gets into passing yes. lanes, too, creates Very turnovers. Very athletic. And, um, you know, she's probably one of the top scorers for girls basketball in the area. Yeah. Um, so the best ball handlers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she does not look like a freshman out there, uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, pretty much the offense goes right through Cassidy, and, and, you know, depending on how she's doing, that's how the rest of the team's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, they feed off of her and her energy. Um, and then Meg Hughes, a uh, sophomore guard. There's a lot energy ton of energy um i wouldn't say you know you know standout scorer but you know she can get the job done she gets up and down the court fast um she plays great defense you know she's always hustling um you know and she's just kind of that you know third piece uh, you know always talking communicating yeah yeah Yeah. and you know with her playing other sports um you know you can really see you know the the athleticism you know soccer player yeah yeah. so um and then they have you know freshman forward um meg horan um she's you know she's been actually second on the team in points with a 7.8 uh point per game average and you know she's kind of that that person maybe doesn't get a lot of the recognition um but she's there to kind of when when uh, Cassidy is, you know, driving to the basket, you know, kick out to her and she'll hit like a, you know, short jumper or, uh, you know, um, so she's, she's actually, you know, been somebody that's really kind of stepped up this year that maybe, you know, Coach Hone wasn't hundred percent sure what he'd get, you know, get out of her. And, and she's kind of been a, a nice, uh, surprise there, but they're averaging uh, 52 points per game and only giving up 33, um, points per game right, for the wow. season. So averaging 19, almost 90, I was going to say almost 20 points. Yeah. So, uh, they're getting the job done on both sides. Uh, they have the 18 and two record. Um, <clears throat> one loss was to, uh, to, um, to Pontiquit, yep. and then the other was to uh, New Bedford High recently. Oh, yeah, last game of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, this should be, uh, you know, I mean, this should be an exciting game because I feel like the last few years, you know, Old Rochester's been on a little bit of a, you know, you know, struggled a little bit and yeah, it hasn't really been at that level. This is the first really good old Rochester yeah. Girls team in the four years I've been here. Yeah. So, um, you know, not to say the same luck that, that uh, Brennan had with the Wareham boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the last few years, I feel like they've kind of been, you know, a level or old two Old Rochester down sports they, have done very well yes, in general since yes. I've been here. So maybe I have the opposite effect <laughs> in uh, Mattapoisett that I do in Wareham. <laughs> uh, but that game is on Wednesday night at uh, 630 at Old Rochester. And uh, I'm going to pick the Bulldogs. Yep. Yeah. Old Rochester. Yeah. Yep. Don't think too much about that one. Nope. I uh, probably won't think much about this next one either. So the team that uh, tied in the uh, record for the uh, SEC large first place, Aponquit, will be hosting Bourne, also at 630 yep. on Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see the Lakers having too much trouble. They beat no, Bourne they beat Bourne easily twice, twice this, this season, season already. And yeah. uh, they know him well. And, uh, yep. And, uh, I mean – I, I would have to say that they're probably not to say the hungriest girls team out there, but I'm sure they're pretty hungry after yep. not being able to play for the SEC title. You know, I'm sure that chafed them a little bit. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, just how we were talking about the staying boys, you know, yeah. getting that loss. <laughs> I feel like the Pontiac girls definitely have some extra motivation um, to make a nice deep tournament run, and especially playing Bourne. You know what I mean? This was the team that they were could have faced for for the title. That's true. Um, yeah, you know, I hadn't so, really thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, I mean this. This is going to be, uh, I think, uh, Lakers all the way in this game. I mean, Sophie Goucher has, you know, just been unbelievable all year. She's averaging just under 14 points per game, about seven rebounds per game, and just kind of all over the court. You know, it's like whenever they need to play, she's there. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's on defense or diving for a loose ball or just, you know, kind of leading the, you know, leading the team, directing the team, you know, telling people where to go and, and just making sure that it, uh, everything is going right. So it's kind of like how Sophie goes is how oh, the, email, yeah. the Lakers go. And, I mean, they're – Eight, 18 and two 
So it's going well. <laughs> pretty well, right? Um, but uh, I know when we did that draft a few weeks ago, um, one of the players that I drafted was Kylie Ducharme. A uh, freshman. Yeah. yeah, freshman. And, uh, I mean, she's been, you know, their best, like, one-on-one defender all year. You know, she's kind of been the girl that if you want to try and stop somebody, you get her out there and you, you know, you get her on them. You know, and, and she's, you know, she's come up really, really strong. I know the game I saw them against um, – Leah Seablum uh, came up huge against Stang a few weeks ago, um, you know, just really kind of with rebounding and, mm-hmm. and taking the ball strong to the hole. So they, they have, a you know, a couple different pieces to go along with. So and I saw the first Stang yeah. game, and Ducharme was kind of the one who was the secondary piece there. Yeah. She had some threes and, you know, showed off a nice little outside shot. So, so, so she it's seems not, to be a good 3 and D girl, you know, player for him. Yeah, so it's not just one player. I mean, like, you know, Sophie – is the star, you know, she is kind of the, you know, when you, when the game is on the line in the last seconds, you probably want the ball in her hands, whether she takes the shot or she, you know, kicks it out to somebody who's so wide the, open. You want her to make the decision. Yes. You want her to make the decision, but they have so many other players that can make plays um, that, that, I mean, I think, I think a could go on a nice little run here and win, you know, win a couple of games. I know last year they ended up losing to Abington um, in the uh, quarterfinals. So it was pretty early, and they lost by I think it was like thirty-five points in that game. So uh, a little well, disappointing there. Yeah, but, they're, uh, they're probably uh, putting up some uh, headlines from that one. <laughs> yes, in the locker room. So, yeah. but that game is uh, Wednesday night at Aponequid at six thirty p.m. All right, I'm uh, I'm going to take the Lakers. Yep, I am too. Nice, n- easy right. one there. Yeah, we haven't have we haven't disagreed yet, have we? No. All right. We're just so smart. I know? was doing this with Ed the other day, and we disagreed on two of them. I'm, try- I'm trying to remember which ones they were. Maybe we haven't even gotten to. No, them yet. maybe not. So, all right, Ed Collins, by the way, that was, uh, uh. and uh, so yeah, so sticking in uh, Division Three South, uh, we have a couple of locals facing each other. Yep. Here, so we have uh, Wareham at uh, Great New Bedford Vogue Tech at six thirty. Uh, also on Wednesday, big night of girls basketball yes, action in yes. the area, and uh, yeah, two SEC teams that uh, know each other well, and uh, you know we're. Uh, I'd say a little bit different though. Like Vogue has like a couple of standout players, yep. whereas Wareham's really very much like five or six girls who are on pretty similar levels, and none are really stand out. But they're, you know, they kind of coalesce into yes. a greater, you know, a sum greater than the parts. Yeah, and I, I've seen both of these teams. I don't know if I can really judge uh, Vogue when I saw them. Uh, Jada Fortin was out in that game um, mm. against Old Rochester, so it was kind of, you know. When the key part is out, you don't really know. Although the next that, time when they played Old Rochester, she might as well have been out. Yeah, she didn't do much. Yeah, uh, they, really they took her out of the game. They hung with them. They were hung with uh, Old Rochester in the game I went to without Jada for the first about three quarters, and then that fourth quarter just you know OR went on a huge run and mm. ended up winning by I think it was over twenty points. Um, uh, Jada, who recently put up a, what was it forty two? Oh God, 44? you can ask me this. I think it was forty four points. Forty four school yeah. record. School record. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, she's uh, and and that's a pretty big deal considering you know the kid the girls or women that have come through over yeah. uh, you know for through Vogue. I mean, we have uh, uh, look right over you, yeah. Dartmouth right now, and <laughs> Nikki Axamon, yeah. yeah, and uh, Stephanie Antoine, and just some of the the other uh, players over the years that have come through. I mean, you know, to to be able to put up that kind of number um, is huge, you know. And they ended up uh, winning the state vocational tournament. Um, they this, did the this, large division. Yep, and. Um, our Jade is averaging about twenty-two point five points per game this year, um, so she's 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 
doing pretty well out there. Yeah, she's uh, she's real dangerous. A big key to her is if her outside shot, it, yes. you know, it's some, it comes yeah. and goes. Yeah, and if she's hitting, then she's almost impossible to stop because if you have to guard her all the way to the three point line, she's, she's so gonna quick, right she's going to go right by yeah. you. And then if she's hitting, she can go into her little. She has a nice little step back that she goes into. Yeah. Uh, but if she's not hitting, then she, you know, then she has to go to the hoop all the time, and uh, that's kind of what old Rochester forced her to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they just kind of set somebody up to take a charge, and so she was kind of constantly taking a lot of off balance runners and stuff and not quite getting all the way to the rim uh but uh that said there's not been too many teams that have been able to figure out how to stop her and uh, and if they do you know they got lindsey ramos uh, yeah that's what i was gonna say who's back from the knee injury back from the injury down in the post and um is it kylie morin who's also down the post with her and sarah duart Um, and sarah duart running the point yeah 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 so i mean they, they have and Allie Macklin, who's actually kind of a player that I really like watching. Yep. She's kind of the energy, yeah. you know, tracks down loose balls and long rebounds and doesn't put up a lot of stats, but, uh, you know, plays with a lot of energy and uh, you always need one or two of those players. Yeah, and I saw uh, I saw Wareham recently against Westport uh, last week, and, uh, you know, they, they, they've kind of had a big turnaround from last year to this yep. year. Last year they only won uh, four games, and uh, this year they've won – 12 games and just, you know, kind of made some strides with some, some of the seniors that they have. Um, they have Gabby LaFrenzois, um, Maddie Pinkston and, um, Marquise, or is it Marquise Tavares Silva? Um, yep. yeah. And then CN Fernandes and, uh, Emily Nash. Um, you know, so they have a lot of that veteran experience. Um, but the key, uh, talking to, uh, Dave Rajoli was just going back to the basics. You know, he said for the whole team, like, let's just, let's just, you know, you know, shoot hundreds of free throws. Let's, let's, you know, go and, uh, you know, attempt a hundred layups. Like, let's just go back to the basics of basketball, you know, like bounce pass and, and really just focus on that. And, and that's been kind of their key is just to kind of simplify everything and go back to the basics. And, and that's and how you overcome not having a star player. Yes, you know, it's yeah. not one player on no. the team you can throw the ball to and be like, all right, go get points. No, no. You know, so they need to work through their offense and make the right passes and yep. not turn the ball over and you play fundamentally in order to win. And they've been doing a great job of it. Yeah. So, uh, so they ended up. Getting- they will miss Kiara Suarez, though. Yes. Yes. Uh, I saw her out. them against Case uh, a couple weeks before you did, and uh, she was actually probably the player with the most. I think she was a soft. She's a sophomore and has a lot of upside. She'll yep. uh, definitely be one of the standout players. I think in a couple seasons. All right, so that game is Wednesday at uh, Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech at uh, 6.30 p.m. And I'm going to go with the Bears. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the top-end talent's going to win out in this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think they're not going to be able to stop Fortin and Ramos. Yeah, so Vogue Tech, again, we agree. So, All right, so uh, sticking in Division Three South, Bishop Stang on Wednesday is traveling to Ursuline. Yes, for a 6.30 game. Uh, Spartans got off to a real nice start this year. It was 6-0 and or 7-0. and Yeah, something like start. that, yeah. Uh, really been missing Catherine Yergin, um, but they still do have a lot of talent throughout the roster, so uh, yep. certainly don't write them off. Yep. yep. Riley Carew. I mean, she's kind <laughs> yeah. of taken over for them, you know. Yeah, she had a lot of good games on the stretch here. Yeah, you know, junior forward. She was actually the uh, girls' soccer uh, player of the year in the fall for us for the Standard Times. And that's one thing I've noticed about her play is, uh, you know, she, she's a kind of a post player in, in yep. this area of girls' basketball. and uh, But she has incredible feet. Like, she has very yes. f- quick feet. She's moving yeah. very fast down there, you know. You yeah. see some players that, you know, look like they got lead boots on. And, you know, she kind of looks like she has ballerina shoes on. Yeah, the one, there. when I saw them against Aponiquit, even though Aponiquit won that game, um, you know, I think Stang ended up going out to like an 8-0 eight, eight, eight lead or 10-0 lead. And she had like the first eight points. And it was like, she just kept taking the ball so fast at the hoop that it was like, 
it was almost like the Lakers were a step behind her. You know what I mean? Like, it, and that's the footwork. You know what I mean? Being yep. able to go down to the post and kind of maneuver and position herself and uh, and get the layups and do up all there. That in traffic and not yeah. travel. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so she's averaging about 13 points per game. Um, and uh, she scored 25 in a win over Martha's Vineyard and 22 against Bourne. So she has, you know, put up higher numbers. Um, but uh, you know, about a 13 point average. But uh, having Catherine Yergin out. Was was you know has been tough for them, but uh, according to Ed's preview that uh, the cast was removed, uh, oh, okay. yeah, well mm-hmm. la- from her from her broken uh, wrist uh, last week, but she is uh, we don't know if she's going to be cleared for playoffs yet. So uh, kind of Gordon Hayward status here, yeah. So <laughs> hoping hoping they get her back, but uh, not or quite maybe sure if, if they can win her game or two, maybe she'll Actually, be. The longer the season goes, the more chance they got. Yeah. Game. So, um, but they've had a couple other other girls, Molly Duclos, um, Abby Fernandez, freshman, yeah, another yeah. one of the great area freshmen. Yeah. You know they've. Had They've had some kids that kind of have stepped up and really, you know, not to say have, have um, filled the void of Jurgen because, you know, I mean, she, tough to do yeah, that. Tough but, to do yeah. that. But collectively, close you know, approximation. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, so they've they, and they've been able to spread the ball around. Um, you know, they've been pretty unselfish um, with with, you know, on offense. And I think that's kind of been the key is they don't really care who scores as long as they score um you know it's not uh that's the key <laughs> yes yes um so that game is uh is wednesday uh bishop staying is at ursuline at 6 30 p.m and uh this is a tough one um this is one that i'm kind of on the fence about um you know what i'll pick the upset i'll pick staying all right we're gonna disagree i'm gonna go ursuline on this one all right yeah just a gut feeling, I guess. Hey, I, I, I might, I might have an inside uh, thing over here. Cat Jurgen might be back. Who That's knows, true. Right? Yeah, you might have uh, uncovered your uh, reporting sleuthing <laughs> skills here. I reported me. So that's it for the Wednesday slate we got of uh, girls games. Uh, so that's we got five girls games on Wednesday. Uh, or no, sorry, four girls games on Wednesday. So uh, then going to Thursday, uh, going to Division Four South, we have uh, Sacred Heart. Visiting Old Colony, which also just won a vocational title. Yes, congratulations. Uh, another great season. Abby Chopper just scored a thousandth point uh, on, uh, what was it, Friday? Yeah. Hey, ch- check out check out the video of that. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I shot every second of video from when she was four points away. Because I was even thinking, like, okay, what happens if she gets a three-pointer and gets fouled? And goes to the line, I need video of the three-pointer, right? So from when she's four points away, which was a couple minutes left in the first half, I'm shooting every play, every play. And we get to a couple minutes left in the third quarter. So we've been about eight minutes of basketball I have on my phone right now. And I'm shooting both teams because I'm afraid she's going to get a steal and then run it down and get the layup, and that's going to be it. And uh, so Old Connie's inbounding the ball under its own basket. And I go and hold my phone up, and I kind of notice that, I don't know if you notice, when you hold your phone, like, upside down, the, the play button or, like, the record button's on the other side of the phone, like, left or right yeah. side. And so I noticed that, and I, for some reason, I, just, I hit the, uh, the camera button instead of the, the, uh, the still image button instead yes. of the video button. And, uh, so so I, we got I, a great photo. I think I'm recording. Right I, got, yeah. I got a great photo of the inbound, beautiful <laughs> inbound photo. And they dribble down, and then she goes in, hits a kind of contested layup, and I'm holding up my camera thinking I get the whole, and then I go to hit stop on the recording, and I, and I see that it's not recording. Yeah. And, uh, Ugh, it's okay. I was kicking myself the whole drive back. I called Lori. I'm like, I didn't get the video. I'm like, that's all right. You got the cell. You got the celebrate. You're kind of the, you know. Yeah, I got a couple of other baskets earlier yeah, and stuff, yeah. but uh, yeah. So hey, you know, we got plenty of the other thousand. You know, the the nine hundred enough this year. Yeah, <laughs> yes. we almost had thousand point fatigue yes. in the office. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but no, that was a, a 
pretty amazing accomplishment. I think Considering she, was, she missed about a season's worth of games yeah. injury over four years. Yeah, yeah. and the first uh, female player at uh, Old Colony to do it since, I think, 2012, I think yep. was the, yep. the last time. So uh, that was a great, great accomplishment there. And, uh, I mean, she's kind of, not to say the focal point, but she kind of, I mean, she kind of is. Yeah, you, you, know, know, I mean? she, you know, she's a little bit like Sophie Goucher. Yeah. She goes, they'll go. Yep. Um, you know, they, they were able to get some wins without her in yeah. the Mayflower. But when you get into the real estate tournament, you know, I think they really need her. And um, it, it was interesting. That game, she played a lot in the post. The next game, she came out in the championship, the vocational hit five threes. Oh, geez. You know, so, so she does have a nice inside-outside yeah. uh, game there. Um, you know, and she has the, the size that a lot of teams, at least in the Mayflower, yeah. don't have. Uh, you know, but they do have a couple other quality yeah. players. Kat there Kirby. Too. Yeah. Catherine Kirby, the point guard. And then uh, Savannah Hale is yeah. kind of the shooting guard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of a good spot-up shooter. You know, can hit, almost always seems to knock down if she gets an yeah. open shot. I think she's averaging about 14 points per game um, just behind Chopper, who's about almost 17, 16.7. Yeah, that's what Ed has in his notes here. So Yeah, Yeah. and then then all three of them can kind of handle the ball a little bit. So that's always a nice thing on a girls team when you have three players capable of handling the ball. Yeah, that was the only girls team I didn't get to see this year, and I was planning on going to the game on, uh, what was it, Thursday, and then the game got postponed to Friday, and I wasn't able able to go. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to see the Cougars, but, you know. Yeah, I saw them twice, though, Um, one, one with chopper and one without yep and uh, they were able to win both times um you know and uh, when they were without chopper uh, kirby and, and hale did a great job stepping in yeah no. hannah larue i know we, we almost never mentioned hannah larue um she, she's a hard worker down there yeah. she works hard in the post she grabs a lot of rebounds a lot of loose balls in the post uh, forces a lot of jump balls and stuff yeah all right, and that game is Thursday at old colony at 6 30 p.m and i'm gonna pick the cougars yeah same here all right all right, so then uh, going on the road in Division One South, New Bedford. Yes. We'll be visiting Oliver Ames at 6.30 on Thursday. Whaler's back in the tournament for, was it six years? Oh Five God. years? I know it's the first time under... First time uh, under uh, Pina, and this is his Pina. fourth season. Yeah. But I want to say it was like 2012 or something. Yeah, I know, they had, 13. I know they had an undefeated record, um, an undefeated season, God, I want to say it was early 2010, 11, somewhere around there. So, um, and then after that, I think but they graduated way, so everybody else. As long as this, this group of kids, girls have been in yes. school, they have not been no. in the tournament. This, uh, the senior class was Pina's freshman class yeah. when he came in. So it was nice to kind of see him mm-hmm. take this first group that's kind of all learned under him and uh, take them to the tournament. And, uh, you know, they got uh, obviously, you know, almost four or five dangerous mm-hmm. players, yes. uh, but led by uh, none other than Rose. Yeah. And, uh, she's leading the team in scoring with a 15.5 uh, point per game average. I mean, she pretty much does it all. You know, I mean, she can take it to the hoop. She can spot up and hit a jumper. You know, she can find the open player. She can hit threes. I mean, she is kind of the complete player for them. Yep. You know, she does everything. You know, plays defense. She can take a charge. I mean, you know, she, she does it all. Um, but, uh, you know, they've needed more than that. To kind of get to this point that yeah, well, I mean that you division know, one, you got a yeah. lot of good teams going. You, you know, know uh, and I would have to say, you know, the emergence of uh, junior center um, Janice Leo has been huge. Yep. I mean, you know, in the beginning of the season, it seemed like you know maybe New Bedford wasn't necessarily going to Leo as much. At least, like I didn't see them early, early on. But some of the other reporters I know that covered the games, they said, you know, they didn't go to Janice that much. You know, and yeah. then I saw them kind of in the middle down the stretch, and Janice just came up huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just. 
you know, maybe she was more confident uh, in the post, um, you know, kind of demanding the ball a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. and then her teammates having confidence. Um, but, you know, I saw her, uh, what was that game? I guess it was the Brockton game. The uh, overtime one. Yeah, the overtime yeah. one. And, I mean, she was huge in that game. You know, uh, she had a, a career high, I forget how many points, and, uh, you know, eight, 15, 18 rebounds, something like that, and, and just really kind of carried the team. And, and it's, I remember watching some of your video from yes. that and being like, wow, these are moves Janice wasn't yes. making a year ago. Yeah, you know, and, and even just like a simple thing, like an <laughs> inbounds play under your own basket. I mean, they've come up with this play where they can just get it to Janet. I mean, you know, for the most part, she's going to be taller than a lot of the other girls. And, and you know, she has that self-awareness to, to get the ball and go up quick, you yeah. know, with the layup. Don't bring and, the ball down. Yeah, kind of. Um, and, I mean, she's really, really been huge for them um, in that post because they need somebody like that. You know, they, you know, Sharon can kind of take care of, you know, the playmaking and they need somebody that can kind of finish. Or if, you know, Sharon can't finish, Janice is there for the putback. Um, so they've really, uh, you know, come on strong and then, um, you know, they have a dangerous shooter in Monica Ayers. Um, yeah, very dangerous shooter. I mean, this girl can, you know, when she's hot, she's hot. And even when she's not hitting, um, she has that confidence to continue to hit, you know, to take, to take the shots until she starts hitting. So she's not, you know, if she misses a couple uh, baskets in a row, she's going to keep shooting cause she's a shooter, you know, and, um, this is a pretty dangerous team uh you know even though they are going to to number five oliver ames i mean it's it's definitely uh, a team that i think has a shot at making a little bit of a run so um i'm gonna pick the whalers all right i'm gonna go oliver ames all right brendan brendan yeah. doesn't like any of the locals on the road on the road yeah you know, i like home teams in the playoffs <laughs> so that game is thursday and that game is at oliver ames at 6 30 p.m all right, we're down to our last uh, basketball playoff game of the first slash prelim round. So, Division Four South Westport is uh, going to visit Cohasset at six thirty. Uh, Wildcats uh, young as ever. Yes, yes, very very young. Um, you know, seventh graders, eighth graders, <coughs> freshmen. They got a couple juniors, um, a couple veterans out there. But I mean, I think I, I saw them the other day in Layla Silver. I mean. She's she's a stud. She's just unbelievable out there. I mean, she does eighth grader Layla yes, Silver. Yes, yes, eighth grader. Yeah, eighth grader. And uh, I think having her um, last year play, you know, um, kind of as the complimentary player to Lauren uh, Laura Mendel was was huge. Mm-hmm. You know, because there wasn't a lot of pressure on her. She was able to develop her game. Uh, she was able to get more confidence and come out this year. And she's just had an outstanding year for them. Um, and really been instrumental in their their 13 wins this year. And yeah, very athletic, yes. very coordinated, long arms, gets yeah. a lot of steals. Yeah, so she... And then can finish, you know, if she gets a steal, she can go end to end. Yeah, and, and she doesn't seem to get flustered. You know, I saw her against Wareham, and they ended up losing that game by about 20 points. You know, eventually, you know, they were, they kept it close, and then, you know, Wareham kind of went on a run in the second half. But she never really got flustered, and never got, you know, really upset. You could just see that she was very composed, especially for an eighth grader out there. Um, but you know, I mean, she's kind of the eighth grader the with forty some odd varsity games under her. Belt. I know, I know, it's a, it's amazing. Um, but like a couple of the, there's a couple of seventh graders um, who have been really uh, strong for them. Uh, D- Dakota Azevedo and uh, Layla Sylvan. Um, both of those girls were really strong. Uh, you know, against Wareham in that game, and you know, just kind of getting that experience and not really being intimidated, being mm. out there. You know. When you have somebody who's the, the leader on the team that's an eighth grader and you're only a seventh grader, you can kind of be like, all right, you know, yeah, it's not too intimidating. I can relate to them. Yeah, yeah you know. Um, so, uh, you know, but then, you know, Ashley Thatcher um, has, uh, you know, been one of the leaders along with uh, Madison Martins. Those are kind of some of the veterans on the team. And, you know, it, it really turnovers was kind of the, 
the key for them. They had a, cu- a couple of defensive breakdowns. Um, those were the things that hurt them against Wareham, you know, and also mm-hmm. rebounding, you know. I mean, that was kind of the, you know, when it seemed like Wareham was going on, the, on a run, it was they weren't getting, you know, they weren't boxing out, you know, and they weren't getting defensive rebounds when they, mm-hmm. when they should have been. Um, but uh, they're able to put some points on the board, um, you know, this year. They, they have, you know, some scores. So we can see how the defense and the, and the rebounding goes um, will kind of be, you know, how they, they end up doing against uh, uh, Cohasset. So that game is uh, Thursday at Cohasset at 630. And I'm going to go Cohasset. I'm going to pick Cohasset as well. So, I always pick the home team. Brennan always <laughs> picks the home team. Except Wareham. Wareham boys. I got them winning on the road. Yes. So. So yeah, so what was it? we uh, I think we disagreed on two there, right? Uh, New Bedford, you had New Bedford girls winning, yep, and Stang, and you had Bishop Stang girls winning. Yes, and uh, yeah, so I guess I'm the the evil local hate team hater, but uh, we'll we'll see who's right. Send in the all end. your nasty emails to Brennan. I, I, I hope they win. I predict they lose. I guess is that? No, you can't <laughs> say that. Is that allowed? Now, uh, you know, neither of us are. Uh, if we had Nick Collagio here, we would need Nick Collagio for all the hockey expertise. Yes. Uh, but we did want to go through. We don't want to forget about the hockey tournament and just uh, kind of briefly give some picks and talk about the uh, the hockey games. Uh, I don't think, Laura, you haven't seen many I have teams. N- I have not seen any teams this year. I I've saw. Not seen a I covered the uh, what used to be the New Bedford Christmas tournament, now the Dartmouth Christmas tournament. Yep. So I saw three of the local teams, but it was back game three, four of the season. Yes. Uh, so a while ago. Um, so yeah, so starting uh, in hockey on Tuesday uh, in Division Two South, Aponquit is uh, visiting <laughs> Nosset at four o'clock. Yep. And uh, Aponquit, nice little uh, resurgence season after missing the uh, tournament. Yeah, they finished uh, uh, ten six and two um, to get the number twelve seed. Yep, uh, they got a few different scores. Uh, Jared Stevens just got uh, two hundred points recently, yep. a couple games ago. Um, so yeah, they're kind of a, a team on the rise, and I don't even think he's their leading scorer. So yeah, no, I think it's uh, J- uh, Jacob Ga- uh, Galther. Ga- Ga- Galther, Gauthier. Yep, uh, it looks like he uh, he's their leading scorer, uh, seventeen with seventeen goals this year. Goals, huh? Yeah, and nine assists. So for twenty, it looks like twenty six points. Or actually, I guess I guess Stevens is the the point is the uh, point leader, leader with twenty eight. Yeah, Gauthier is the goals leader. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah. So Pontiquit, uh dangerous team there. They're going to Nosset and. Uh, at four o'clock that side, what is it? Nosset is the uh, five seed. Yes, Nosset is the five seed, um, and the Lakers have uh, actually won three straight games uh, going into the tournament um, and outscored the composite competition seventeen to two over that stretch. I so think a little uh, tournament win in there too. Yeah, is it uh, the, the Challenge Cup? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then they won uh, the was it the Prenda Cup early in the season too? So yep. they've played their best in tournaments, so that uh, yeah. might bode well. So uh, yeah. So what do you? I mean, we don't know much, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick the Lakers. I'm going to what? pick a, whole, a, a, whole, a local team on the road. A local team on the road. I'm going to go with Nosset. How's that? All right. There we go. All right. So our next one, uh, Taunton is visiting Old Rochester Fairhaven uh, at 745 on Tuesday. Almost impossible for a pretty – Tough for us to We can't cover yeah, it. There's yeah, no way we're covering it. At Tabor. Yeah. Um, you know. And, uh, yeah, so we have uh, – that's Division Two South. Yes. Uh, Old Rochester Fairhaven, obviously, coming off a section title, coming off a state championship game appearance. Yes. Graduated a lot Everybody of scoring about, off of last yeah. year's team, but uh, still have a lot of talent there and really played well the second about two-thirds of the season. Yeah, they started the year 1-3, and three, um, but since then they went 14-0-3 oh, um, and outscored their uh, opposition 90-30 to 30 over that stretch. Um, the result was, was a seventh straight South Coast Conference championship um, and their 98 goals this year um, were second in the division. Um, you know, so they, they've actually been able to kind of really fill that void. Um, 
Tabor Labonte um, is tied for eighth in the state in scoring and first in Division II. Uh, he has 51 points, um, and that includes 25 goals and 26 assists. Uh, he has 150 career points. Um, yeah, very so good. So he's, he's really kind of picked up that And his brother's equally important on the defensive end. Yep, yep, um, Zach. Um, and then uh, I'd say Ryan um, Raphael uh, has also been strong, 15 goals, 20 assists, um, and Sam Austin, 11 goals and uh, 12 assists. So that's that's the first line there, those three guys. So they've kind of been the, the focal point, um, you know, getting old Rochester up big early. Yep, um, yeah. and, uh, you know, they're maybe not as uh, dominant as they were last year, but they're no. still very good yes. so they, they got a, probably a couple of tournament wins in them yep and another sure, uh, player on defense that's been strong is Owen Powers um, mm-hmm. with Zach Labonte those two guys are kind yep, of in a force team back and healthy yeah so uh, so that game is on uh, uh, Tuesday um, Old Rochester is hosting it at Tabor at uh, 7.45pm so uh, I'm going to pick Bulldogs me too easy one there all right, so then uh, we got some girls hockey action on Wednesday, making its first ever tournament appearance is BMW ORR, which is born Mashpee Wareham Old Rochester, and uh, features actually a lot of Old Rochester yes. players. So uh, then they so they are hosting Boston Latin at yep. four o'clock at Gallo, and they are in uh, Division One, but actually not South. Uh, this is just the state tournament. There's no South, yeah, Central, North. Yeah, there's not as many teams. Not as many teams. So this yep. is just the Division One state tournament. Yeah, that's awesome. Here. And, uh, yeah, so they, uh, I've not gotten to see them this year, but I know they have a, a sophomore goaltender they kind of discovered uh, during the course of the year who's uh, been spectacular down the stretch. And then they have, oh, was it Carla Cass? Yep. Is their top scorer, so they uh, they seem real dangerous this year. Yeah, she's uh, she scored 19 goals um, out oh. of there, 47 on the season. She's she's been you know the focal point for them on offense, you know, really getting them going. And uh, second on the team is Caitlin Kelly. Um, she has seven goals, and uh, freshman Julia Julia um, Esselier, um has six goals. So uh, those those are kind of the focal point, you know, players on offense, and mm-hmm. and really the ones that have been getting them going. But this has been, you know. First time they've qualified, kind of, you know, they got 13 wins. You know, they've, they've had a great season. Um, they get to host. Yeah, they get to host a game, um, you know, which is exci- very exciting. Um, you know, I think uh, the program, not to say the program's kind of coming together, but, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, ha- it's hard having co-ops where kids come from, like, different schools, especially when it's so many different Well, and you're spending schools. the first few days introducing kids yes. to each other. I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. I was, uh, when I covered the Old Colony uh, girls game, on Friday, I was playing Franklin Tech, and I guess they pull Franklin pulls from sixteen towns oh my God. for their vocational school. So he's like, "We spend our first couple of days teaching people where the towns are that the other girls <laughs> on the team are from because they don't even know where they are on a oh map." Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah. So maybe not quite that yeah, with no, uh, BMWRR, but you know, it's a lot of girls. They didn't play together growing up. They didn't play, you know, together, you know, yeah. necessarily in youth hockey or anything. So, yeah. yeah. All but right. they're playing well. And that game is, uh, what do we say, Wednesday at 4 o'clock at Gallo. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go with BMW. I'm going or, Canalman. Yep. All right, so on to uh, Thursday here. We have uh, another home game. Well, kind of a home game. This was a little bit strange, I guess. Yeah, I thought they this don't, was strange. They, you know, I mean, maybe it's because of uh, UMD and all the other stuff going on at Hetland. But anyway, so Bishop Stang is uh, hosting yep. a Division Three South game against Norwell at 6 o'clock on Thursday at Gallo. Yes. Though, not at Hetland. Yeah. Um, but it is a home game for yes, the Spartans. Yes, a home game, yeah. just not at home. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> one of those so, road home games. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, 12, 7, and 1 record this year uh, for Bishop Sting, the number eight seed in Division Three South. Um, Played a very tough schedule, though. Yes, yeah. yes, very tough schedule. And, and I, I know last year they ended up losing in the preliminary round, um, which was pretty disappointing, 4-1 uh, to one to Ashland. Yeah, very um, young last year, if yes. I remember. They yeah. were one senior or something on the team last year. Yeah, so, so a lot of those guys were back. You know, yeah. um, you know, Caleb, uh, Akella, um, Riley Scales, um, you know, they were now back both healthy. Yes. Yes. Um, those are kind of, I mean, those two guys are big having yeah. them back and especially with them being healthy. Literally uh, and figuratively. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but Colin DiNardo, um has come up huge on the first line for them. Uh, 16 goals, 17 assists. Uh, Matt Tatro, uh, 13 goals, uh, 15 assists. And uh, uh, Kella, um, even in just 10 games, he still had two goals and seven seven assists. Um, uh, almost a point a game. Yeah. So, um, And another one is Brian Allen, who's kind of had stepped up a little, you know, stepped up some and scored 10 goals this year for them mm. on the second line. So, uh, you know, they, Brian Lesser is one of the best they, goalies in the yes, area. Yes, definitely. Uh, you know, I always making big saves and keeping them in games, um, you know, and, and, you know, really uh, making that – that offense feel comfortable, you know, being yeah. able to have that goalie back there and have that support from, uh, from the goalie. Uh, but that game, um, you know, we don't know much too much, um, you know, about Norwell. About Norwell. No, they probably hockey, good. Other hockey teams. I'm, I'm guessing so, but, yeah. uh, I don't know. I think Stang's better than that 12-7-1 record. I think yeah. the Spartans might have a little bit of a tournament run in them. Yeah. If so. we're going to have a, I think a boys hockey team, they, uh, them or all Rochester, I think are the ones that can, can make a significant run here. So that game is Thursday at 6 p.m. at Gallo. Um, and I'm going to go staying. Yeah, Spartans. If I say they're going to have a tournament run, I can't pick them to lose in the first round, I suppose. <laughs> All right, so two more uh, road hockey games on Thursday. Uh, Dartmouth is visiting Holliston. Uh, that's in Division Three South. Uh, that's at uh, 530 on Thursday. Yep. So uh, the Indians had uh, another good season. Yep. Here, uh, there was 10 wins. 10, 10, 7, and 3 uh, for the number 10 seed in Division Three South. So uh, last year, if you remember correctly, uh, they ended up losing to OR Fairhaven. That's right, in the uh, semifinals. In the semifinals, yeah. yep, 6-3 uh, to three in that game. Three, yeah. But I feel like they played them tough. Yeah, it was yeah. closer than that. I think the third period had a couple of goals. Yeah, yeah. so um, they actually come um, into the, the, the tournament um, – They've won five out of the last seven games. So they went five, one, and one um, over the last seven games. So they've really kind of come That's on big. strong. Have, have momentum. Yeah, the tournament. yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, they play, they play a tough schedule, um, you know, throughout the year. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, tough teams, at least locally, you mm-hmm. know, um, the local uh, hockey scene. Uh, but they've had some balanced scoring on their first line uh, with the trio of uh, Peyton Allen. He has 10 goals, 15 assists. Angelo um, uh, Nicolosi, yep, uh, nine goals, Only fifteen. A sophomore, I believe. Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, all uh, those two guys are both sophomores. Oh, um, Allen is too. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then um, a senior, Michael Casara. Um, uh, yeah, he's got ten goals and twelve assists. So it's kind of you know, there's not somebody that's you know head and shoulders mm-hmm. above everybody else, you know. Um, but they're all really solid and all kind of very similar in numbers. You know, when uh, Mike Capello calls it and scores, it's usually so-and-so had two goals, so-and-so had two goals and two assists, and yep. so-and-so, you know, so it's kind of really all across the, the, the um, you know, the lineup for them, and, and it, it makes it tough for opposing teams. You know, you can't just say, all right, we're trying to stop one guy because um, they're all scoring threats out there pretty mm-hmm. much. So, uh, so that game is Thursday at uh, Holliston at 5.30 p.m., and I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm stuck. I kind of want to pick Dartmouth. Um, 
but I don't know anything about Holliston. I don't know how good they are. I don't know how bad they are. I don't know really anything. I'm going to go with Dartmouth. You go know what? Dartmouth, all right. They're going on that, st- they're on that little bit of a run Just right now. Just for fun, I'll go with Holliston then. Ah, oh, of course <laughs> you're going to go with Holliston. <laughs> Just to be contradictory there. Yeah, got to make it fun. So. Yes. All right. Yeah, but that said, yeah, me either. I don't have a good reason for <laughs> picking either team in that one, but... All right, so last uh, last game here of this almost hour long uh, wow. playoff preview here, uh, Division Three South Boys Hockey Voke Tech is playing at Blue Hills. Yes, at four o'clock on Thursday. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Bears. Bears, uh, great year. Yeah, eleven and Back. eight, eleven eight and one, I believe. And yep, number eleven seed in Division Three South, um, second straight playoff appearance. You know, it'd been a while since they had made the tournament, and then back to back. Tournament appearances. Um, last year, they ended up losing the first round uh, to Norwell five to zero in that game. Um, but this year, you know, they really uh, coming into this tournament uh, winning five out of their last seven games. Um, but none was bigger than their uh, upset over Bourne. Yeah, that was big. Uh, huge. Seven to one. Yeah, and uh, we were actually at that game. Um, shock, not to say shockingly, but we had had not you and me personally, not us personally yeah. at the Standard Times. We were at I that was like, game. Wait, I was at that game. What? Yeah, <laughs> and we were saying, you know, we were trying to figure out what to cover that night. There were some postponements, and we said, "Well, Vokes home today. Let's cover them. We haven't covered them in a little while. Let's go see and it." We we're a little worried we we're sending somebody to like a home team getting beat. Which yeah, we don't try to. You know, it's hard. Not as fun to write a story when you're covering you know, know, a local team getting beat. Born's good, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're always, yeah. usually they're the team that's competing with OR Fairhaven. For yeah, the and Voke ended up coming out and just, you know, taking it to them. And yeah, we were looking win. at the scores on Twitter and we're like, wait, are these backwards? Like three to one after one? What's well, going even on? a few people following said, you know, is that right? And we we're yeah. like, no, that's right. That's right. That's going on. So a huge win, um, you know, kind of really, you know, catapulted the Bears, you know, for this, for this uh, you know, postseason run. But they've had, you know, a bunch of different guys that can score. Um, Jacob Lopes leads them. Uh, he's got 21 goals, 13 assists and 34 points um and then there's two freshmen that have really stepped up um matt medeiros has six goals and matt uh labouf has five goals um so those guys have kind of been you know um you know the, not to say the focal point but where this the team has gotten going and then um uh, Zach Barabee, you know, he's got 27 points with uh, 17 goals this year. And Jake O'Hara has got 12, 12 goals. So uh, Another team with good balance. Yeah, yeah. So they have a bunch of different guys that can uh, can really, um, you know, find the back of the net. And, you know, I, not to say this was a surprise year, but I think last year was kind of the year that they were going to, you know, they, they thought, all right, we can do really yeah, well. Yeah, a bunch of seniors. Yeah, and, you know, and then they graduated some. And, you know, sometimes success breeds more success. You know, yep. you have that nice run. And then even though this year – you didn't know how you were going to do, and they carried the momentum over. Um, so that game is uh, is Thursday at Blue Hills at four p.m. I'm gonna I'm I'm pretty sure the Bears play a tougher schedule than Blue Hills. I don't know the hockey world all that well, but I'm guessing they play a much tougher schedule. So I'm going to go Vogue Tech. All right, and I'm going to go Blue Hills just to be contradictory. All right, well, yeah, we got we, see we got a lot of different on the hockey side. We should have done this That's first. That's because we don't have a clue People, what we're talking exactly, about. Exactly, <laughs> we're just guessing here. Except I, I'm pretty sure Stang and ORR are yes, good. Yes, that, yes, yeah. That's uh, very good. So, yeah, so there was our hour-long South Coast Varsity, the podcast playoff preview. Thanks for joining me, Lori. No problem. And uh, as always, you can read all of our coverage in the Standard Times on southcoasttoday.com. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, and on Omni, and we embed it in a lot of our stories on SouthCoastToday.com and SouthCoastVarsity.com. And as always, like us on Facebook, on Twitter, we're on uh, Instagram, you know, yep. find us wherever we are. Yeah, wherever we are.